Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. This is Private Talk Podcast Season 2, and we are back. And we have the privilege of having Jason Cash on the couch. Hello, hello. Welcome to Private Talk. We are excited to have you. We're excited to get to know you a little bit more. And Private Talk wants to know all the things that you are up to. Don't hold back. Private Talk is all (laughs) about knowing the nitty gritty of what you're really all about. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Man, I don't even know where to start. Where do we start with Jason Cash? Where do we start? Let's, Let's start with, um, how did you get into the music industry? Is it something that you always wanted to do? Is it something that you kind of just fell into because you're just that fucking artist person out there that you're like, I need to have people know my music? Right. How did it all happen? Uh, definitely, like, when I was in elementary school, the girl that I liked, she was in, uh, she was in love with Lil Bow Wow. Oh, so you're like, I got to I got to do better. I was better. like, yeah, for sure. Like, I got to You're like, right. little Bow Wow? Nah, let, let me have. Yeah, that's, that's really how it started. But throughout the process, you find, like, different reasons for, you know. But is it something that, like, okay, I get the girl part. Everybody wants to be, like, cool right. in front of the shorty and be like, you know, I yeah. can do better than them. I can do this, I whatever. But is it something that you, like, played around with kind of before that you had, you know, influences that were heavy in your life, you know, prior nah, to that point? I mean, I was around music. I was around music a lot, um. My dad being a musician, I grew up in the church, so I was like around, you know, around a lot of music in general. But uh, the Bow Wow shit really kind of like set it off, you know, and I'm like, okay, now I'm trying to rap like a little kid. And then I had an older cousin. Um, He was like a super big E-40 fan, right? So he used to try to like- I love E-40. Yeah, so he was rapping and shit like that. So like at the family functions- Bay Area. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be like in the garage freestyling and shit. And I remember like as a kid, like- one day I'm going to write some shit in my head. You know, I'm going to have something written. So the next time they, you know, the older cousins are gathered around rapping. So you didn't just jump in and was like, oh, I got this and just make something off the top. You were just like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to work prepared. on my craft and I'm going to be like, you yeah. know what? Whew, who are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm going to show up prepared. So I showed up. I think it was like Thanksgiving or something. And it was rapping and I, I was waiting for this shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got That's the whole funny. verse off and they was like, they looked and they was like, damn, that was kind of tight. So after that, I just kind of like, all right kept doing it so how did that feeling feel for you that made you like jump in like like launch you into a career that because you know a lot of people think that they you know you know they got it you know it sounds good you're around family so you feel comfortable like how did you know like that was the moment that was like i'm taking it to the top man as a kid it's crazy i never said this but it was like the feeling that i got like i couldn't even explain it and i remember like i can think of that feeling right now that feeling was just like man it's kind of like getting high or something for the first time, like, I really felt like a rush. And I'm like, man, I want more of that, you know? So I started doing more raps in my head and more, you know, more things in my head because I wanted that. So even, like, now I still get the feeling, you know? And that's what kind of, like, throughout the process while you while you uh, finding your way and figuring out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, like, I always held on to that feeling. So, like, certain shit, if I don't feel it, I'm like, okay, this ain't, this ain't that. You know what I mean? So that. I love that because it's like for me, I'm really about energy and feelings and stuff like that. So it's like almost like you're you're chasing a constant high, Hell and yeah. the high never gets like over. It only gets heightened. 
You know what I mean? Like, Hell it's yeah. like, you're going to take another hit and you're going to be like, oh, you know what? It's going to be better. And it's like, it just elevate even more and more and more until you get to that point where, you know, you have hits and you, you know, you're doing your thing and all that stuff. You know, you just had a, a music or a, a single released. Yeah, I just dropped a, a single last Friday featuring um, Blast, who's like, he got the freshman uh, cover right now. He's like one of the, hot, probably the hottest dude in Los Angeles right now. So, yeah, I'm coming off of that. Where uh, can we find it? Everywhere, uh, Jason Cash featuring Blast Priority. It's all over Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon shit. The bootleg man down the street probably got that shit in his trunk. So is that, know? would you say, like your first big break or your song, like music where it's like you already, you know, you obviously have been working for quite a while and you're nah, doing that thing. It's this, like, what's Yeah, this is my second single on a major label because I signed to Atlantic Records and I dropped my first single, which was called All I Know. And then a month later, I came back with, with that one. But I did a few things in music. Like I've written for a lot of different people and um is there like, one that you like more in particular um like writing or doing the music myself mm-hmm. i like doing the music myself doing the music yourself oh yeah was there ever a time that you like wrote for somebody and you're like man i should have kept it all the time who what was the song um I don't want to say. Why? We want- <laughs> I want the truth. Private talk. You gotta let them know. You know what I mean? You, you know, you're so an artist. It, okay, so the song actually didn't come out. So it was a record. Uh, it was a record. Uh, YG and Mozzie put out a project together, right? So I, uh, behind the scenes, like I helped on a lot of different things. Like I was just around for the process. But it was this one record um, that YG had did. He had a verse on there, and um, I had like did a little. Th- little shit on the hook and et cetera, but the song was a banger. They didn't even it didn't even make the project, but I was like when I heard when I worked on that record, I was like, I need this shit. Like I'm like being from, Like more than the little like extra thing that you got that you wanted like man, a whole verse. Hell yeah. I yeah. was like I I needed this shit because it was like especially being from LA and you know, YG is, you know, he's a you know, that's YG, man. Of you know, course. so uh even having that even having that record, I was like, damn, like I knew if I had this song, it would just make shit go crazy. But, you know. So did that kind of, um, you know, make your process of giving away music when you write stuff a little bit more like, oh, I may keep this one to myself. Nah, <laughs> not really. Especially because they are they already had the song. So, yeah. like, they had the song and I came in and I, like, I added to the record that they okay. already had. So it would have been different if it was, like, just a song that I just did from nothing. I think that's a big So it was like a collaboration kind of like jumping yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, where it was sure. like, you know, you could do put your little spin on something else and make it right. you know, into your thing. Right. I think that's like a, a big misconception people have about like the whole writing thing. Because sometimes, sometimes you just write something for somebody outright. But a lot of times it's like a collaborative process. Like they might already have an idea or they might already have some shit and you just add mm-hmm. to it. Like add an extra eyes, you know. But no. Well, I'm big into manifestation. Hey, maybe there's time for a remix, you know, and be like, hey, hey man, let, let's, know, let's rerun it. Let's bring it back. Yeah. You know, let, let me give it I a mean, second. It didn't, it didn't come <laughs> out. So, you know what I mean? See, there's always a chance for it. it. There's always a chance. So who are some of your musical, in, you know, influences growing up? Um, was Bow Wow because he was like a, not necessarily a competition, but <laughs> is he like an influential was, person to you? Or is it something that you wanted to do like your own lane kind of yeah, thing? I mean, so yeah. who? I mean, like, I, would, uh, I wouldn't take that from him and say that he wasn't an influence because at that time that, you know, that sparked it. But, like, my favorite rapper is Sugar Free. So, like, he was a super influence. Like, Snoop, Dre, Corrupt, Kendrick Lamar is my GOAT. So, it's, like, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, um, Absol. Like, it was a lot of people like that. Like, I was a big big fan of those guys. I was a big Dipset fan. You know what I mean? Like, I love Cameron. 
So are you excited for the verses? Yeah. <laughs> I just hope they play the, you know, the, the right records, you know? I the, feel like the it is very... The shit is tricky because it's like... It is very strategic. I feel like people don't really realize how strategic it is because you're just, you know, fans of those people's music. Right. But it's really a vibe when it's like you're kind of competing. And I feel like people at one point in the beginning, it was just fun and it was a vibe to like everyone just to hear things. But it's like you really wanted to like go battle for battle. And the only way that you can battle with music, I mean, it's like gloves, but different. You know what right. I mean? So it's like hit for hit. You got to go tip for tap. Right. And so I feel like the music placement of those songs are very strategic to like that winning thing. Although nobody really wins. Yeah. You know I mean? Let's be honest. I mean, it's in the court of public opinion. Like it's up to like us. Like again, like how Bow Wow and Soulja Boy did this shit. So who who did you have? After Bow Wow and Soulja Boy? Mm-hmm. Should I have Bow Wow before that shit started? No disrespect <laughs> to Soulja Boy, but it's like... Well, because of why? Just because of, like... I mean, shit, if we telling the truth, like, Bow Wow... We only want the truth here at Private yeah, Talk. You know, if we're going to tell the truth, Bow Wow, like, just think about his catalog, just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. He didn't really put out a whole bunch of music that wasn't hit records. Like, Bow Wow's from the, the time where it was single-driven, super single-driven. Bow Wow's just... It's ridiculous. So Bow Wow got the W for you. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, go, I mean, especially Soldier Boy would tell you not happening. I know. I, like, I, I watched him talk about it. I watched Soldier Boy talk about it, but it's like. But it's one of those things, though, too. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not your biggest fan and you're not your biggest supporter, like who really is going to support you? Right. So right. it's like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to play the game in a sense. And not that he, you know, again, no disrespect because he has, you know, good, cl- you know, records as well. But it's nah, just one of those sure. things is, again, like you say, like the the quality of music and the timing of it coming out and like the whole genre of like right. you said it was not very many music that he didn't put out that wasn't a hit that right. wasn't you know that really spoke something to people and, and again there's very monumental things in soldier boy's you know career that he's nah, like hell, the first yeah. of soldier you know boy things cracked. of whatever you know it's just like he was a um the gatekeeper of certain yeah things. that's what i'm about to say he cracked open the door for like a flood of a, a whole different different shit, different like. genre of music which is really cool because i feel like it you know it's one of those things that people always say like oh don't do that oh whatever and then when they do it they're like oh man that's cool and now everybody right, wants to right, do it right. so he's definitely you know for me i feel like the epitome of what that whole category means which is very vast and you know big but i feel like you know he was definitely um monumental for a lot of people to to try new things not for sure and then it's like even in that regard you have to give a certain respect to both of them because you have to have hits to go back and forth in the verses period so it's like Bow Wow having a bunch of hits doesn't diminish the fact that Soldier Boy really had a hell of a career. But as well. I think that that's what's kind of cool about Versus is like it really speaks to like the inner t- or the um, the fans because it's like who we want to see and oh, what yeah. music we want to see. Like you know what I mean? From even from the beginning, it's like you're vibing the whole time anyways because it's right. like you're like yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's I, I just know so many times like i'm in my kitchen watching it and i'm like you know you're vibing having a whole party by Hell yourself yeah. and then it's like not very many people and artists like could do that to you right. and put that in that feeling of where it's like two great people back to back in that in one setting for sure like especially like being a, um, a newer artist is like that's what you aspire to be able to do to have those type of records to stand the test of time as well as like measure up against another great like Bow Wow can't go up against Soldier Boy if Soldier Boy not worthy of that. You For know, sure. So. And I think that that's really strategic of how who who they actually place with the person yeah. that they're doing as well. Because I mean you, you could do that with anybody and it just doesn't measure up. Right. You know, it or it doesn't make, make sense. sense. That's like E forty and too short. Like mm-hmm. that makes so much sense in the bay. Like for sure. So who would you like your if you could 
predict or like make happen and will it to happen on versus um, who would be your versus like dream match i would want to see uh dr dre versus puff mm. okay I, w- I would like to see that like to see that i feel like you know you never know but i, I don't know i think that's a big one Hell yeah. That's a, that would be like something like you know, you'd really have to take people's egos aside nah, for yeah, certain yeah. things. Because that's the thing it is, too. You know what I mean? As great as like it is, it's like a lot of these people are, you know, friends. Like even like the whole dips, I think people are, you know, they're all talking trash yeah. in the comments. But it's all in lighthearted yeah, fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and sure. that's one of those things that people think like whenever, you know, beefs and all this other stuff was before from East Coast to West Coast. It was right. way more, you know, prevalent back in the day and very more detrimental to what it is. And now it's like people have squashed things and you're kind of like all in a conformity kind of thing and kind of growing together, which is great to see. Right. But at the same time, as it goes back with like the Bow Wow and Soldier Boy, it's like you got to really be like stand behind yours. Nah, be like, shit. nah, I'm going to do this and this is what it is. So Ten if you don't like it, down. fuck you. you. Really stand on your shit for <laughs> sure. But it is. So we just came out of pandemic. We had all these things happening. Was it something for you that was a positive thing, a negative thing? Did it give you time because you're an artist to kind of like focus on any of your crafts and kind of business things? Or how did it have an effect on your life? Um, a little bit of both. I feel like when anything, you got to take the good and the bad with it. So I give, it gives you time to like sit back and think, all right, so this used to work. This shit ain't going to work no more because the world is different. So you have to adjust to like the new normal. So now you're figuring out ways, okay, what can I do? Especially when you're seeing people like do things that make themselves pop, even in the in the pandemic where you can't really move around and touch the fans and different things like that. So now you're watching like, okay, I can do certain things that can still interact, you know, even if it's just on the internet or et cetera. Like you're figuring out those things. The bad side is sometimes you need to move around. Sometimes you need to touch the people. Sometimes you need to be able to be seen. Like that shit goes far. So you just look at both. You just look at it from both ends and be like, okay, so. When I'm able to move around, I'm going to maximize this shit. If I got to sit back, like, I know what I can do to keep my shit moving. So what's one thing that you will say that you've done differently coming out of the pandemic? Um, Maximize my time more. Okay. Because, like, even before shit shut all the way down, I remember um being warned, like, okay, yeah, this is about to happen. And you're like, okay, two weeks and we'll be back to normal. So you're thinking, like, all right. After these two weeks, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But then when you can't do that, it's like, oh, fuck. What can I, you know? So now I kind of like, I like to get this shit done while I can get this shit done. I don't want to put this shit off to next week or, you know, now nah, let's get this shit done while we got it because this shit could all just be. Taken like away that. from you, for Fast. sure. And I feel like that's why, you know, you know, thank God for, you know, and being, you know, when we speak about gratitude of having certain things in place where that kind of like, you had to like switch roles of it's like for instance like with FaceTime or like being like where you say like you know not being around people like right. kind of those things really if we didn't have that and you're just talking talking does help whatever but seeing what of that person or like kind of like vibing with that thing or what you know with the, what's going on in that conversation or that moment it really kind of helps with things I feel like because with me I'm an artist as well so the same thing with private talk we were fortunate enough you know with, with season one we shot a lot of episodes um, so during the pandemic we could still release some right. but then it came to a point where you know we didn't have anything else and so it was also like, do we do Zoom? Do we do yeah. something else? But for me, 
the whole reason and the vibe is private yeah. talk. It's so personal. it's like being in front of you where it's like, I couldn't get certain things from you. I don't feel like if I was on a FaceTime call, because you've got distractions going on. If you're in your house, you've got dogs, you've got kids, you've got yeah. whatever you hide, going on. Whatever. Exactly. So and for me, it's you like, you want the truth, like, I want yeah. to talk to you and draw it out of you. Right, I right, want right. to talk to you where it's like, I can feel if you're lying to me, if right, I can right, right. feel if you're telling me the truth or you're, you know, your passion about what you're doing. And sure. you know what I mean? And that for me as an artist, myself, is what motivates me more to you know have people on the couch and talk and you know have a conversation is because those things you know it's not scripted I don't know what I'm going to ask you I have a you know a guideline of whatever it is that I want to you know go through but it's like what you're going to give me and if you don't give me that when you're on a zoom thing then I can't have a private talk conversation with you you know what I mean so that's why the shit out and people see it they like damn like okay that's not hitting like it used to hit yeah but it's not necessarily your fault because you can't be in person and you can't draw those for things sure out. i'm all about the personal you know the personal aspect i get that why we had to like you know go and do all the things we had to do and be right. safe and whatever but you know i'm about risks you yeah. know <laughs> you just gotta throw it out on the fire nah, throw that. so who is somebody or you know artist wise that you would like love to have a dream opportunity to work with kendrick lamar kendrick lamar he's your goat my goat he's your goat will you would would you take any opportunity i mean at that point if someone was just like i want you to either write or be on a song or whatever is there anything that you would like more or just man. all around overall kendrick lamar what if you're calling me i'm answering let's do it yeah they tell me man <laughs> hey man kendrick called and he needs you to bring him two bottles of uh, smart water right now i'm pulling up <laughs> facts i like that I'm pulling up do you have any pressure in the industry like coming up whatever is there any pressures that you feel like you have on the outside world yeah speak to uh, them uh because Okay, so being in the industry, right, you've lived on both sides. So, you know, I worked hella different jobs before. Both sides of being like a fan and then in it? Yeah. Okay. So, like, the people in your regular life have seen you one way for years. Like, you've always just been that to them. So now, like, your job is to be, you know, you're the entertainer. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hard for to get to get those people to look at you different. So they have like sometimes unrealistic expectations of you. You know what I mean? So like if you miss somebody call on a on a random Tuesday because you was busy a year ago, it's like okay, it is what it is. But now when they see you do an interview and they see you doing this, that, and the like, third, oh, you, you missed Hollywood. that call, right? I, my nickname is Hollywood, where I'm from. So I, I get it. Oh, uh, yeah, the homies call me Hollywood Cash. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's one of those things. Where I guess it's you know, as an artist too, it's like. For me, I feel like, you know, you you go through life and it's just one of those things that you're going to, you know, lose and gain friends regardless. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like things are put in place, you know, already before that we already know that's going to happen. Right. So it's like I feel like in those things, it's like if you can't understand where I'm going, then you right. don't belong. You don't belong on the train to get to where I'm going to go. Right. So it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's probably the most pressure because it's like you care. So it's like especially when it's family or somebody super close, it's like. You never want them to feel away, but certain shit, sometimes you got to put you first, especially because I have a choice. Once A lot of people have the misconception of whether it was a podcast or uh, sports or something like that. Like once you get your contract that is, all right, you won. It's like, nah, that's when the work really starts. It's like it's you're a, halfway there or not yeah, even yeah. halfway. It's like you scratch you the wall, but you're you for sure. You started a new race. Exactly. You know what I mean? So. A lot of people don't really understand that because they see things change for you so drastically that they're just like, oh, yeah, you on, you up, you winning, you straight. But it's like, 
But I think a lot of it's like envious, you know, jealousy. And, you know, a lot of it sometimes is like it's backhanded compliments that people don't know because they have their own ego, a part of it and things like that, where it's like, just be happy. The worst part is sometimes people don't even know that they're jealous. They don't even realize that that's where it's coming from. And um, there's another rapper. He happens to be be from uh, the same city as me. He's named Reason. He signed a TDE. But Reason said to me, um, he was like on some man shit, just keeping it 100. I, I can't lie and say I've never been jealous in my life. Like, I know that feeling. He like, I've been jealous before. He was like, you could try to front, but you've been jealous of somebody before. And now you're in a position where it's like, you like you happy to be in that position. So it's like, you don't really have too many reasons to be jealous of somebody else. But it's like, you can't knock somebody for being like that about you because you've been that before. You know, but I feel like that's how you kind of separate, you know, evolving and growing as a person. And, you know, it's not necessarily age. I think it's just experiences as well. It's like mm-hmm. where you want to go. Like as far as like we all if you can identify between jealousy and ego. And that's usually what ego comes from is the jealousy part is like you don't check yourself. Right. You know I mean, because I, I myself again, I've been and just recently I was in a situation that I was like, why am I this person makes me so mad? <laughs> Like posting things, doing whatever, but it has nothing to do with me. Right. But it was just it would make it would irritate me, and I didn't understand why. Right. But a lot of it comes from of like you think like oh well I didn't have it that easy coming up or right, I didn't do this right, and whatever right. and I'm like and then I had to sit myself down and I asked one of my really good friends I was like I know that you'll put me in my place what is my problem like I really you know how to like check yourself because I had to check myself and, it was, and a lot of it was my ego right. it was like it had nothing that's what it had to like really be like the end goal was it has nothing to do with me. It's because either I didn't work hard enough for A, B, C, D, or I didn't, you know, think that, or I thought whatever. And it's not because I can't do the work. It's just like you get kind of complacent of where it is. So it's like, nah, just work harder. Do it okay. the way that you're going to do it. All right, so think about it. You were self-aware enough to be like, okay, there's something off. But that's only one step. But there's other right. steps to that but, point where but, you correct it. But what, I, what I'm saying is some people aren't self-aware enough at all to even be like, why am I feeling like this? You know? Facts, and that's, and that's why, and that's, and that's what's scary to the point, and that's usually why conflicts happen, things or whatever, right. right? And that's why I'm very self-aware of. I don't know everything. Right. I know what I know, and I know what how I feel about certain t- you know subjects and you know subject matter and all those things like that. But I can't tell you that your feelings aren't valid. I can't right, tell right. you what you're doing and what you're producing and putting out there to the world isn't valid. Right. Um, I can only do what I know how to do and what's good for my craft or whatever. But it's like again evolving. Right. If I could take what you're doing, whatever, and take it and learn something from it and to, you know go to the next step that's evolving right. if i'm staying you know complacent in the same place and i'm just talking shit or whatever then you know i'm failing right you know what i mean but again it's just it's being self-aware and that's part of the step not for sure it's a good step it's an important step growing up sure. is really difficult sometimes you know what i'm not saying sure. I <laughs> but it's, tell it's, people it's, it's hard to be great and be human at the same time it is it's very hard so what would you say is the best advice you've ever gotten and from whom from my grandpa, he told me, don't let bad news shake your faith. And I hold on to that. All right. Because a lot of times, shit be seeming like it's on point. And then something could just, you could hear some shit that fuck everything up or throw your whole mood off. So, like, I would say that. Grandpa saying, don't let bad news shake your faith. And then my big brother always saying, don't get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. Like, I always have to remember that because some shit that happened that'd be like dope. Like I'm like, oh shit. 
but the high eventually wears wears off, you know. And there's some shit that'll happen that be like have you down bad. You can get stuck there if you really just super low on the low. So I like to stay in between. You know what I'm saying? So those are like two of the things that I hold on to as I navigate through my career and just navigate through life in general. You know what I'm saying? Because if I really just got high on the highs and low on the lows, you'll forget like this shit is continuous. Like you can go make the I can go make the best song I ever made tomorrow and I still have to go make another one after that. They expect more. More. Better. And I, I put out a song Friday and Saturday. Somebody asked me um, for another song with the same person I just featured on the record that came out. I'm like, yo, like it just came out last night. And they were like, yeah, I know. I listened to it six times already. Like, I, I, I need another one. I'm like, God damn. You're like, just because you're jonesing doesn't mean that we're not good I'm over like, here. Damn, bro. Like, <laughs> And give but me how a do second. you how do you deal with like the comments and like the negative feedback? Because obviously there's you know like you said good and bad to everything. But it's like how do you, you do you really like focus on those things or you don't let it get to you and you're just you like can't. keep it pushing and you're just like yeah I'm gonna get it to it when I get to it. Yeah, you can't. You gotta take that shit the same way. Like even when somebody like tell me something really good, it's like I appreciate that shit, but I still gotta take it in stride and keep moving. Same way when somebody tell me some shit or put some shit that's like that sound fucked up to me, it's like I gotta take that in stride too because. If I let them control my movement, good or bad, it's like, I'm fucked. Have you ever let a fan comment get you, like, out of pocket and be like, oh. Yeah. Either you, you, uh. I didn't act on it, but You it, Twitter fingered it, or you, like, nah, nah, you did nah, something, nah. or you just, like, it kind of pushed you to be like, uh, I'm going to do something, so-and-so. Yeah, nah. I didn't act on it, but I, I felt it. And, Can you uh, tell us what that comment was? Um, recently. I want the truth! Oh, make me do it. <laughs> so, recently, somebody asked me, um. Was our industry plan, and that shit kind of like it was insulting to me because like for one like man I'm just getting my my foot in the door for real you know what I'm saying but I've been working 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 for so long and a lot of artists that these people are fans of like I helped behind the scenes or I've done shit with in the process it's like you just finding out about me that don't mean like I wasn't working for the last ten plus years so. So that was the first one that was like, okay, all right. That one I responded to. I'm like, yo, scroll through my gram, bro. Like, I've been around. That didn't really get me too bad. The next one was I dropped this song with Blast, and somebody DM me and said, how did you get a song with Blast, and how much did he charge you? And that shit pissed me off. It pissed me off because, Bla like, for one, I've known this dude since before he was on the freshman cover and all that type of shit. We go back, like, 10-plus years. So I'm like already like, okay, bro, like respect me. Yeah, like you know, you don't and, know, you don't know what it is. Yeah, for sure. And then for two, it's like again, like having a song with him is like I didn't do this song with with bro just to go grab a bunch of fans or just to be like on some clout shit, stand next to somebody because he's hot in Los Angeles. Like this is somebody I have a plethora of records with. I used to be in the studio with this dude on the regular, so it's like it was it was natural for me to do the song, even the song like like when pages post a song they post it I was I had I was hitting my manager I'm like damn like it's crazy like when I go I read the comments and it's like blast don't miss blast don't miss blast don't miss it's like and it's my song but you're like where's where's my where's my right, credit? Right, where's right. my credit where's my credit yeah like so uh I had to like not let that bother me and also I'm, I'm mindful like bro the dude is scorching he's all over the radio you know what I mean he's on the like I said he's on the freshman cover he just sold out a tour you know what I mean? Like, the, he's popping. But I had to remind myself because, you know, 
we know my history and we know what I've done and, you know, my route, but everybody watching don't. Just like they don't know his. They don't know how far he go back. They don't know who helped him along the way. They don't know who he's helped along the way or what, you know. They don't know none of that shit. They just see the music. And I be having to remember that shit because I'm still a regular person and I'm still adjusting to the position that I'm in now, you know. But I feel like that's what builds character and power, you know, behind who you really are as a brand and an artist as well as because at the end of the day, you know, everyone needs affirmations of some kind from people. If it's Not because sure. if it's because if it's, you know, your your music and it's your talent or whatever, but it's also at the end of the day, like you said, nobody knows your struggle. Nobody knows how long and the hours you've put in. Nobody knows where it started from and whatever, you know, they should. And that's why we do these interviews and these right, podcasts right, or whatever right. to make you more real, light. but not more real, real and human, you know, myself included, you know, my, this was the first time, you know, this is season two, but this was my, why I liked my podcast and love, you know, what I get to do here is that it really gives you a voice right. and not just behind what your craft is. Right. You know what I mean? It gives you like, Oh Oh, you feel that way? Oh, you're human or oh, whatever. Right. And people forget that. It's like, you know, as much as you pour your blood, sweat and tears into that music that you just put out and dropped out on Friday. Now you have some asshole be like, OK, what's next? Yeah. It's like I'm already thinking about what's next. I don't need you to tell me what's next. Right. You know or what I mean? Shit. And what's you know next what I mean? is already in motion. One thousand. Know I mean? And it's one of those things, that, again, as an artist, you kind of like, OK, you know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah. too, it's like. Let me check my ego. Right. Let, let me sit back and be like, okay, you're going to wait on it because you're going to wait and listen for it. You're going right, to be, right, you're right. going to pre-order it. You're going to do all those things, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, they're your fan. Now, yeah, and, and our fans sometimes are that. one of those things. It's like they get so, they don't realize that you're, you're human and right. that, you know, you, you tick a certain way and certain things will, you know, be your vices or whatever right. and this or whatever. But it's like when you humanize yourself, I feel like you get away a lot further with fans and just yourself and your craft than you uh -huh. do just being like, nah, this ain't me. Yeah, that goes back to what I was saying about, like, you know, um, the pressure of, like, the outside people that don't really understand what we in, the world that we in, because, you know, you, you get unrealistic expectations. But like I said, I've been on both sides, so I remember just being a fan and me, me watching artists being like, man, he should have did this or he should have did that song or he should have did that, and then – you get in a position and realize, damn, I'm not, I wasn't even really qualified to speak on that shit when I was speaking on it, you know, so. What moment do you wish you could relive and even change if you could? Um, moment I could relive and change. Damn, that's a good question. I'll give you some time, you know, okay. think about, think about it. <laughs> it could be anything from, you know, to the song, you know, giving it away. It could be from... Maybe you turned a phone call down. Maybe you did something that you're like, ah, I fucked so, up. I would probably say, hmm, damn, it's so many. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best one because it's so it's so many. I feel that. I it's, like your honesty. Yeah, you're, you're, you're you know going through the, nah, the yeah, rolodex. Yeah, nah, for sure. I'm going through the rolodex because it's a lot of. Uh, when you think of on some personal shit, like family shit that, you know, like, okay, I want to handle that a little different. Um, when you think about traumatic shit that happened to you, like, okay, I would have avoided that shit. I wouldn't have did that. Um, but I would probably say, damn, because, you know, you know, you think about the butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't then be this in this. Right. But um, I would say... More than anything, what I would do different. Was and you could just relive it and you could change was, it or not. 
when I was 19, um, I met Kendrick Lamar for the first time. Didn't know he was Kendrick Lamar. But me and my brother, we rapped for My brother played beats, and I rapped for, for them at, like, 2 in the morning, right? And they told us to come back to the studio. You didn't go. I didn't have a car at the time. My brother had the car, and my brother had to go to work. And Uber that. wasn't existed. Right. Taxis so, were a bitch to get. <laughs> I would have went back. I would have rode my bike, caught the bus. I would I would have did something different. For but. sure. That's, I respect it. I feel like, and that's again with like the whole, I'm big on like gratitude, manifesting, like manifestation of things. It's like, you really forget of what we have the capability of doing of like now, you know, so it seems so simple now where it's nah, like, yeah. oh, I could just create an Uber or a Lyft or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then it's, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, you really had to be like, Hey, can you pick me up at, or like, right. you know, if you're relying on your brother or whatever, and he's got something else going on and he's not responsible and now you're, right. you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things. So we take for granted right. those little things from everything from even social media, you know I mean? That's how, you know, I feel like more artists these days kind of push their product and push the things with, you know, and being independent and not right. having, you know, a label and all these other, you know, things that were, you didn't have that, you know, um, opportunity before you know Real even myself shit. and you know what i was saying earlier about like me being like mad i was mad earlier it was because a lot of it is from that where yeah, it's like it's a different i access. had to do way more and not that that makes what anybody else did after me discredited for what they do and how they come up it's just that you kind of get like well man like yeah. you know if i had if i had you know this five right. years ago then maybe i would be you know da, 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 but you never know and that's not yeah. that wasn't my plan and it wasn't my journey you but, know what i mean but you you got to even think about that with perspective just the fact of you know, if you didn't do what you did, they wouldn't even be able to do it how they do it. And that's the the end goal where it's like, oh, OK, I obviously did something, whatever, you know what I mean? Right. But it's still going to. No, nah, yeah, we human, we human. Like, yeah, we, like, we but, human. You know, but that's, sure. you know, that's what I'm saying now is like you take for granted those things where it's like you had lightly had these social media you know, platforms and stuff like that. But it wasn't as heavily influenced right. on people and their opinions and also, you know, money, marketing, you know, A, B, C, D, all this stuff. You now it's like for so much it's different like shit. It's like it's, it's, it's crazy for sure. And not only that, in, in my industry, it's like people who well, what I've done and because of the name and brand that I've, you know, built for myself is a, you know, is a big accomplishment for myself. But then there's, you have people that aren't anybody that doesn't have a name, doesn't have a following, doesn't have this, but they get paid that, 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 that yeah. for not doing anything. Right. And me doing the same thing, but now I'm glorified as something else. Right. And I can't have certain, you know, business things because I've done this, but you're doing right. the same thing. Right. Now I get you. So it becomes a whole issue. And, and you know, in any really, in a business, I guess it's, it's, you parallel them. They're very similar to, you know, it's just being music. Mine was the adult industry, you know, in the beginning. So it's like, now it's like media, you know, and stuff like that. So, it, but it's just very, they all kind of mesh together. Nah, real shit. And it's, it's so crazy because it's like, just with timing, like different doors open a different way. Like I was told a couple years ago by, by an executive, like, because I got shot before he was like, I can never sign somebody like you because it's too authentic. Like it's too close to, what everybody else or this right time, whatever. but then again it's like you'll go see those same people go work with artists that portray a certain thing or move a certain way and it's like damn that's crazy like for sure and my biggest thing for me is i don't like the word no so if you tell me no i'm gonna find a way to get a yes and not because i either need you but i'm gonna do it myself or i'm oh, gonna yeah. build and do whatever so it only makes fuel to my fire to make me elevate even more for so sure. it's definitely 
it's not a bad thing, but it's also it's a learning thing. Yeah, you know I say that I mean? shit all the time. Elevating of, of what it is. I say that shit all the time, and I'm one of them people like if the front door closed, I'm going through the back door. The back door closed, I'm climbing through the window. Shit, you gonna get yours. If that's done. I'm coming down the uh, <laughs> chimney like Santa. I'm not playing. Like you're not about to tell me no. Okay, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a social media weakness? Um. Is this something that you troll on? Is it something that you like? You have a fake account that you be looking and you be looking at girl stuff. Like what? What? What's nah. going on? Or do you just fall down the deep down hole of like meme life? Or do you like YouTube sensations? Like what's your social media weakness? Um, I would say like it's not like a like a fake account or anything like that. But I do this. I get into these moments where it's like I'm just stuck scrolling like aimlessly and I'm switching back from Instagram, Twitter, snap, Instagram, Twitter, snap. Like it's just going back to back. I don't know but what is the it fuck like, I'm looking for. Okay. But you're looking for something. Looking it, for something. But you're not stuck on like a, like a specific genre of something. You're just nah, like scrolling to scroll. And I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for, but I look up and it's like, damn, 30 minutes didn't pass and 45 minutes didn't pass and damn it, now it's an hour and I'm like, so which platform do you use the most? Instagram, Twitter, probably, Snapchat? Probably Inst- I use Instagram the most, but I scroll Twitter the most. Because I be like to see the little funny shit. Because I, ha- I feel like each one is kind of different. Because for me, I'm not on much as much on Twitter of recently. But I feel like Twitter is like where all the gems are. Because Instagram yeah. has been so haterish where they like censor right. everything. They want to fucking flag things that don't need to be flagged. But they want to other, you know, uncensored certain things. So it's just kind of like, I feel like I'm in jail all the time. Like, I, I always did something wrong. And right. I'm like, what did I do now? So yeah. Twitter, I feel like people, you can speak more freely. People are, you know, either, you know, reposting what they posted on Instagram. So you can see kind of like whatever. But yeah. it's like, you, it's more the realness of, realness of like an individual. Yeah. You know, I like, I was about to say, well, that's what I like about Twitter. It show that people just as fucked up as you. Because they'd be like some crazy shit that you laughing at that you'd be like, I shouldn't be laughing at this and shit. And then you're like, how do they know that I laugh at this too? Right. <laughs> and that shit viral and everybody laughing. you like, okay. Or when they like they do those things where it's like, you know you're old when and you're like, damn it. Nah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> or I knew this at this year's old and you're like, fuck, how right. did I not know this thing? I'm like, you know, it really kind of teaches, educates you on certain uh, yeah, I, fuck with, I fuck with that about Twitter for sure. What are some daily rituals that you swear by and you think everyone maybe should explore? Hmm. Do you have a routine or is it something you just wake up every day maybe different? Not yet. Every day is, every day is different. I used to. I, sh- I should get back to that. So w- let's talk about that. What, what are some, what were like some my fa- rituals? My favorite part of the day used to be like not going to sleep, but that moment laying in bed before going to sleep. And that's why I used to like, process my whole day and like decompress and just think about everything that went through that day but reflection yeah really just reflect on everything but I don't do it as much as I used to you get so caught up in just moving around and like your life just being on a continuous loop like okay you gotta go to the studio this day you gotta go do this you gotta go do that you know I never know what the fuck time I'm going to sleep or whatever so I need to I need to add some structure back that's what I miss the most like when I first started making some money off music like I said, because I went working so many different jobs. Like, I used to just think of excuses to just go to Walmart or just go to the mall or just be around regular people that live mm-hmm. everyday regular lives because I felt so detached because I'm around people that's, you know, that's in the maze with me every day. People that's, you know, doing business. We, you know, and this shit, you, you playing chess 
with five different people at one time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I, it was making me feel normal to just go to Walmart and just people watch or just be at the mall and just. I can feel that for sure. But then the pandemic kind of fucked that up, you know. So I was going, you know, I was going through it a little bit. But yeah, that's uh, that that used to be a part of my part of my day to just go to stores and different shit just to kind of feel like normal again. I feel that. I feel like for me, the only comparison that I can do that to is like uh, with conventions. So I used to do conventions. We do like meet and greets and whatever. And I really loved it. I loved meeting my consumer, who my fans were, talking to them and seeing what they liked, what they didn't like, even asking me the silliest questions. But like each fan was a fan for a reason. And I wouldn't be here. What's the craziest, like this craziest shit you've been asked? Like in one of those conventions? The craziest things I've been asked. Huh? private talk you'd like to know that um craziest things that i've been asked <sighs> you push the button for the time I that, want one, the truth. that one or this one these are my oh. two favorites <laughs> um i don't know as far Table's as turned the far as far as crazy like um I feel I will tell you the craziest encounter that okay, I've okay. ever had we'll that I thought that. was a little like that. And maybe it'll come to me through to the end. You know, we still have truth of taxes to work. Okay. Maybe it'll come to me then. But um, I feel like the craziest like encounter that I had with the fan was um, it was back in the AVN days where it was at Las Vegas. So it's a big thing. It's a big convention, whatever. So people are waiting in line for hours and whatnot, whatever to see us. So this guy comes up and I'm pre- oh no yeah no I, I remember now he comes up and he has pictures oh, shit. of my hometown oh damn and he had this necklace that had dirt from my hometown and he gave it to me and he said never forget where you came from so it's thoughtful and weird at the same time yeah. is because the meaning behind that is really. Um, precious as far as like what that means but i don't know this person so i'm like what the fuck are you doing in a town i'm from a town of 2200 people it's small as fuck there's no reason why you would go there other than and he literally went there because i was raised there and i'm not even born there but raised there right so i'm like damn it if they don't hate me already they're gonna fucking hate me now because (laughs) these people are judgy as fuck but he had pictures of the town and like and like whatever. Mind you, my house was never included in there because then I would really fucking probably call the security. But right. it was just that whole thing that it's one of those things that it takes you. It makes you step back because it's like, OK, do I value what I do and what I do for people? One thousand and ten percent, because I, I wouldn't be who I am in Alexis, Texas, if, if it wasn't for those people who really enjoyed myself and like who I am. But then it goes to another level. It's like, but why because the way that i had sex on a movie five six whatever years ago are you in my hometown what are you searching for and why are you searching for it there and why are you talking to me all these things so to me it was just really odd and i didn't ever like catch on to him and maybe he's watching now because he's a fan still whatever and i apologize if this makes you feel any kind of way but you made me feel a type of way at the time (laughs) so it's one of those things where it's like i was very appreciative but also at the same time too, it was like mm, that made me remember, like to to be mindful of watch where you are at all times. Yeah. Because you know it is one thing that we share our craft with people and my talent, you know, whatever with people. But also it's safety, safety first. So yeah, for me, it's shit. like as being a woman, and you know, I sometimes took for granted my um, freedom of being just free and just be like, ah, oh, nobody knows who I am, or oh, right, da, da, right, da, da, right. Da. and I'm still like, you know, like that. And I don't 
you know, I don't travel with security, you know, when I go shopping or whatever, like things like that. Cause why? Um, but you just in mindful situations, I'm mindful of who is around me. Yeah. That's interesting. So that was probably the most ironic situation. That shit would have tripped me out. <laughs> but it really was. It's because it was one of the, it was around that time too. Is like, you know how like you get those, like what back in the day you had like rice with your name on it. Mm-hmm. It was like in one of those type necklaces, but it was dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that part you heard it private talk that was the weirdest encounter that i've probably had in a fan which is really weird because that happened early on in my career and i will say like again with the conventions i'm very personable but i also feel like i give like um an aura about me that i don't take no shit from nobody so if you want to come at me correctly cool i can talk to you all day but if you want to come to me sideways too i can fuck with you too and i can make it dismiss this conversation really quickly right, right, so right. i feel like because of my demeanor and my alphaness i feel like it kind of strays away people the weirdness yeah. of like the questions that people have been like mm. but i feel like the most odd things would for me, which may not be to the average person as far as like question wise, would be like, oh, do you escort? Or, oh, do you do this? And I'm uh, like, do you want to get punched in your motherfucking face? Or right, do you want right. to like talk to me correctly? Because I always make it to like humanize. Like, yes, I understand like there's a yes and no question to everything, but would you talk to your mother, your sister, your daughter, or anything right. else like that? Talk to me respectfully. You know what I mean? So it's like, I get, I get it. But at the same time, too, it's like, mind your P's and Q's. Right. So respectfully. So, but yes, for sure. Do you have, what is one of the weirdest encounters that you've had with a fan? Uh, um, You want to do the button for you? (laughs) You like the button. Nah, I would say, I couldn't say just one thing, but the weirdest shit is like, you know, people just knowing you before you know them. So sometimes people will walk up on you like you're supposed to know who they are. And get mad when you don't. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's, bro, bro. Like, duh, like. See, now, 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 because of COVID, the handshake before, you're like. Ugh. Yeah, and then, I mean, I got shot, so it's like my nerves is a little. Jumpy about these yeah, people you don't know. Right. So, uh, yeah, so sometimes, like, I, I had, oh, this is actually the weirdest. I was somewhere. And I was walking, and the dude jumped out the car, and it That's, was just like, and mind like, you, like I'm not, you know, like I'm just really getting getting this shit going. But this dude jumped out the car and was like, he walked up on me, and I was just like, oh shit, it's over, it's over, I'm out of here. <laughs> like it's a wrap. He got the drop on me, it's out of here. But he was, hey yo man, I seen this video of you on the gram, like I'm like, oh for sure, good looking, bro. But that shit was like, duh, why did you pull up on the side of me and jump out the car? But see, that goes back to me where I feel like sometimes with fans, you just get so, super overzealous. Like in like you just win that moment. You're like, ah, I'm never going to have this moment again. You know what I mean? So it's like you want to like be like obviously respectful because they're fans. But then you're just like respect my space. Yeah. And that's why when with COVID happened, it was like the six feet rule wasn't all that bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, why weren't we doing things like this right. before? But, you know, in perspective, it's like. You know, it's just different. Like, even with me, like, with, with conventions right now, I won't do them at the moment is because I don't feel safe. Right. I don't feel like, I don't know where you've been. I you know I'm cool with people that I'm with or whatever in a, in a certain setting that I put myself into. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm very personal with my fans. And I didn't want to make it to a point where they thought that I didn't like them yeah, or, like, you whatever. Can't, is you because can't hug, Exactly. Can't and I'm very hug, yeah. Southern. Like, I, I'm like, hey, this, whatever. Yeah, someone asked me to touch my booty, I'm going to let you. Just don't grab it. You'll be respectful. Don't be whatever. But, but for me now, I'm <laughs> like, 
that's an issue because I don't know where you've been and you can't be six feet from me. You know what I mean? So it's like it put in perspective of like how I had to switch things up. And, you know, what I do is like I'm going to just take a break for, you know, meet and greets at the moment because I just don't feel it does my fans justice because right. I don't want them to think that I don't fuck with them because I do. It's just I fuck with you on a different level where I'm like, mm, let's just wait a minute. So if I can't do it how I really want to do it, then we probably just shouldn't. Yeah, because I don't feel like that my, for me being authentic, the whole thing, like what I talked about earlier is like I like authenticity. I don't want you to be fake. I'm about like energy. Like if what you give me, I'm going to give you back. And like yeah. if it's positive, whatever, or if you want to have a fun time, I want it to be an experience. I want yeah. you to be like, hey, I met Alexis, Texas. She was dope as fuck. Yeah. She let me take a picture. Da, 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 and not they be like, now this bitch was whack. She didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, she she thinks she's too good for me. Especially for women. I'm a diva. I'm yeah. a this. I'm yeah. a that. She don't like me. You're a yeah. this. You know what I mean? They never and I'm know like, your reasoning, so it's like they got to make it in their head. Like, okay, so she acted this way because she didn't like me or she felt this type of way. So, And that is not the truth, private talk, but, you know, everybody needs to have their boundaries. I'm very big on that. I wasn't always... But, you know, putting boundaries into place and anything in all aspects yeah, in your life is very for healthy sure. for anything. So I hope you are liking this episode, Private Talk. We are going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to get to my favorite part, <laughs> Truth with Texas. Oh, are you shit. ready, Jason Cash? Oh, shit. All right, Private Talk, we are back and we have Jason Cash on the couch. And I don't know if he's ready for what <laughs> I'm ready for, but we're oh, about shit. to do Truth with Texas it's one of my favorite parts, and I hope Private Talk, you like it just as much as I do. Make sure that you are liking this episode. Comment below and do all that fun stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, because if you're not, why the fuck are you here? But <laughs> let's get back to business. All right, so how the Truth With Texas is going to work is we've got four cards. You're going to pick every single card by the end of the time. But each ace is a different suited question, and you're going to let us know, and we're going to get to know a little bit more about you. Are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you, you want some more tequila? <laughs> what you need? What you need? What you got? All right. First card. Let's pull one. You pull one card. Ace of ooh, clubs. It's a kinky question. Oh, Would you consider yourself a kinky person? Um. Why'd you get so quiet? You're like, um, I'm not kinky. I'm sorry. I'm just Jason Cash. I make music. <laughs> Don't lie to us now. Don't lie to us now. That's a that one's an easy one. That's a yes or no. I mean, I guess you could say that. I guess. So you like in the middle. Like you ain't super freaky, crinky, uh, crinky. I made up a word. Kinky. But like if you were like given the opportunity, you'd be like, I'm open to it. Yeah. All right. Favorite time of the day to have sex. Are you a morning time, a night time? Is there more time that you're freakier? Like that makes your like juices flowing? As you say, like, past midnight. Past midnight. So you a late night fucker. Late at night. Late at night. Do you have any fetishes? No. Nothing. You don't like spanking girls? You don't like choking girls, spitting in their mouth, doing any, anything <laughs> inappropriate? <laughs> no, I don't have any fetishes. Um, let's see. Have you ever been blindfolded or blindfolded somebody during sex? So you've done no bondage, no nothing. Jason, you need to like step it up. These, lives, huh? these girls out here want to do kinky things, not all of them. <laughs> and some of it's like light kinky. It's not even like, you know, anything that's crazy. Because I am I would consider myself like, obviously I've been in the adult industry for quite some time. But it's one of those things that I also, I lightly play into it. I'm not like really big into like super 
dark fetishy like yeah. dommy things but i do like to be lightly choked i like to be spanked i like to be like you know what i mean what's the last dirty dream you've ever had do you have dirty dreams or you just reenact them i don't know man i don't really i don't even remember my dreams i'm not gonna lie to you have you ever been caught masturbating nah never uh-uh. Ever in life, you're like you're like <laughs> stealth with it. Nobody knows what you're doing at any point in time. Nah. <laughs> you're like I'm a mess brain. Nobody gonna find out. Nah. <laughs> Ever, even as like younger, growing up, girlfriends, like nobody. Nah. Man, I've been, I've been caught doing shit, but like caught doing what? Fucking. Yeah, for sure. So you've never been caught masturbating, but you've been caught fucking. Yeah. Please tell me this story. <laughs> Which time? Whichever one is more interesting <laughs> for profit talk. Man. Like, were you with a girlfriend and then she, like, walked into the studio and you had somebody bent over? Does nah, that happen was, all the time? I was with a, uh, ex and her, uh, her grandma caught us. Oh, grandma caught us. Was she like, what the fuck are you doing? Or was she like, oh, I'm out of my business. She said, y'all in here screwing. <laughs> <laughs> screwing? You know that someone's old when they say screwing. Yeah. Okay, I like it. So that was that was the most awkward. Did you keep going and finish, or was it did Grandma kill it for you? Yeah, Grandma killed it. No boner after Grandma <laughs> came in. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Grandma caught me. Was it your grandma or someone? No, it was her grandma. Uh, well, that's a little less, you know, not scarred for you, but maybe for her. Yeah. <laughs> think about fucking in Grandma's house. Oh, that's comedy. You fucked in Grandma's house. I don't even know if you fucked in Grandma's house, but Grandma caught you. Definitely at grandma's house. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> ah, yeah, I snorted. You're welcome. <laughs> Ace of Hearts, that's a romantic one. Would you consider yourself a romantic? Yes. What is the most romantic thing you've ever done for a partner? Um, Are you like the whole Michael B. Jordan thing where you like lay out the whole, you're getting an aquarium, you're getting a roses, petal, the whole dinner, yeah, like tell us about it. Chicken dinner and, no. I'm, I'm more so like. What is your, hold on, pause this question real quick. Let Private Talk know, what is your dating life at the, currently at the moment? Are you single? Are you dating? What is going on? Um, I think this makes this question better. You don't have enough tequila? Anthony, can we have some more tequila in the cup? Is your girlfriend texting you right now? No, it's an Amber Alert. Oh, damn it. How did I not get one? Amber better not. Amber Alert's not over here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out the game. You're out the game. I'm so the you're game. wifed up. Are you married? Are you like just girlfriend status? I'm out the game. What does that mean? Private talk wants <laughs> to know. That's private. But this is private talk where yeah. we say private information. Yeah, that's, that's the, you know. So you're not single? I'm out the game. Okay, so. I'm not, I'm not single. Okay, so what is the most romantic thing you've done for this lady? We don't, we don't discriminate. We like people that, you know, like other individuals because I'm about people who, there's, there's someone for someone everywhere. And I feel like. More people don't support people actually being together that like want to be that way, but I feel like it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, let's go to the next one. But okay, their most romantic thing—that's what we said. That that you don't want. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now. Okay, so booty shorts or thong? Shorts. 
Do you sleep naked or with clothes on? Clothes on. Foreplay or sex? Foreplay. Lights on or lights off? Depends. Favorite music to have sex to? None. None? You like it quiet? I want to hear it. You want to hear it? Like the sounds of like her moaning, <laughs> the moistness, <laughs> the um, other people <laughs> in the room. <laughs> oh, shit. Why are you so scared now, Jason? We're <laughs> friends. Why can't you tell Miss Texas what it is? Oh, I don't discriminate. I don't. Woo. I don't. You want my fan here? Yeah. Here you go. Church fan. Here you go. You know about that church live? You can have that church fan over there. You get you. Over there. If I had pearls, I'd clutch them. But you know what I mean? Have you ever gotten head while driving? Yes. Have you ever fingered a girl while hurt while she was driving? You should try it. It's fun. Dangerous. <laughs> Ever had sex on a beach? That's a no. Or a yes. I don't know. Why are you so quiet now? Like, I've, you had a <laughs> lot to say earlier, and now you're clamming up. Is it because your girlfriend's going to be mad when she watches this? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <Ooh. laughs> okay. What's the best song that describes your life? Um, the best song that describes my If You Stay Ready by Sugar Free. Okay. Let's, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I like that. Is that church fan doing you good? Yes, you know. Are you about to tell me the truth again? Are you, are you like all clammed up tight? Yeah. You, you like, you're like, you're like a virgin right now. You, you Man. Trying to- <laughs> Man. <laughs> It's okay. The thing is, is this is a private talk. You know what I mean? We, at this point, you know, we know each other now. We're we're friendly. Like, I don't judge you. I hope you don't judge me, but you could if you want. Right, right, right. You could do all kinds of things if you want to. But this is an open space. People want to know they're your fans. And when we talked about earlier about making you a human and like people are like, that you're like actually like a person behind behind your artistry is this is what they want to know. This is not what most people ask you. This isn't whatever, but this is why Miss Texas is here. So, with your church fan over here, are you ready for the next card? I'm I'm calling on Jesus takes the wheel. (laughs) Texas took the wheel a long time ago, baby. All right, spades. That's That's our favorite here at Private Talk. It's a naughty question, but we're all a little naughty here. Oral sex, sloppy or clean? Do you want her gagging on it, or do you want her to, like, spit on it a little bit? You want her to just keep it night clean, you know, a little napkin, you know? Sloppy. Sloppy. Sloppy toppy. <laughs> do you like your ass eaten? <laughs> Have you ever had it eaten? Do you like eating girls' ass? Doggy or missionary? Both. Both. But if you had to pick just one... Like, if you could only fuck for the rest of your life in one position, would it be doggy or missionary? Are you an ass man or a tit man? Both. No, I you can't say, say both. This isn't just like a free-for-all, Jason. But you asked for the truth. The truth yes, is both. Yes, but we're doing one or the other. Nah, I would, honest, I would honestly say if I had to choose, I would say missionary. Missionary. Why? Because you like, what? No, I'm not going to tell you my point of it. Why do you like missionary? Because um, I don't just. 
I just do that with anybody. You don't do missionary with anybody, or you don't fuck just anybody. You know. Obviously, we know you're in a relationship now, but prior to I'm just saying when you're in that type of time, like when you really like fuck with somebody. So you want to see like her moans, her groans, her like all the things that we whatever. So you're you're a gentleman, a gentleman fucker. Like that's not a bad thing, and that maybe gentleman fucker isn't the right word because that's probably like you know, like soft whatever. But yeah. you have feelings about like because okay, this is an open area. We don't judge whatever. Nah, yeah, yeah, and for yeah, me, yeah. it's like being in the sex industry prior to and then having personal sex to work sex is very different. So you like and you need that. things, and you know what I mean. Like you need certain things that are different than just whatever. So I can understand the fact that you're like okay, well if she's turned around, I don't fuck if she likes it if she's into it. Da, 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 da. I mean, like, if that's all you had, it's like, okay, you might get, you know, bored. But all you had what? Just, like, all no, you I'm had saying, was like, an ass, you, or all the hell you had was doggy? Like, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you said if you only had one to choose mm-hmm. from for the rest of your life, it's like, okay. Okay, one to choose from. You could only get your dick sucked, or you could only have sex. What would you do? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm, because you said foreplay earlier, so foreplay's really important to you, Jason. <laughs> Damn. If you had dick sucking off the table and you can only get your dick sucked and only had sex, what would it be? Well. <laughs> you need me to give you this one? Nah, I, w- I would say, like, I would have to say, like, like I would have to choose sex. I'm, I'm down with that. I Like, for me, as much as I'm a foreplay type of person, if I had to take one off the table, yeah. it would be sex. I mean, Foreplay, not sex, because of, uh, that's the ultimate end goal. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yes, I like the pleasuring of those things, but ultimately I want to like right, climax right, right. to my, you know, potential right. activities. <laughs> Does booty size matter? Nah. Fake or real? Uh, real. I mean, I will only say I've never experienced. I was gonna say, could you could you be able to? Would you be able to tell? Because now we're in the age of like people I mean, are getting BBLs, yeah, they're, say, they're doing like, all these other things, whatever. So it's like it's hard to tell and implants, whatever. But it's hard to tell like what's really natural and what's not. Not yet, to a degree, I would say visibly, you have some type of like you can tell a little bit, but uh, physically, I wouldn't know. Okay, so would you be willing to tell Private Talk your craziest booty call story? <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I snorted it again. Gosh darn it! <laughs> shit, I'm dropping nah, things. No, nah, you know what? The craziest shit that ever happened. Like, I didn't even end up uh, having sex with the girl, but this girl, she pulled up on me. She was girl like, or girls? Not this girl. Okay. But uh, she had been drinking. I had been drinking. Right. I've been drinking. Right. Been but drinking. when she uh. Like she's chilling, and she gets up to go to the bathroom, and I realize she's way drunker than me. Like just and y'all hadn't done any sexual activities at this point. Nah, at this okay. point. So when I realized how how drunk she was, I'm like, yo, I gotta get her the fuck up. Okay, wait, pause your story one second. How did you realize this? Did she stumble? Yeah, did she, she stumbled. slur? Nah, yeah. Did she say something out of pocket that you're nah, like, yeah, what stumbled. did this bitch just say? She stumbled. Okay. Like fast. Like like she fell, stumble, or she uh-uh, caught like herself. She caught, her, she Cause caught pe- herself. Because people are, I could be clumsy and trying to nah, be nah, cute nah. and be like, oh shit, nah, nah, I nah. just you, fucked you up. You know, certain shit you see, you like, nah, she drunk as fuck. Like, okay. So you knew what it was. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, damn, how the fuck I'm going to get her 
out of here. How am I going to strategically get around yeah, her without I, her yeah, making her feel bad? Without making her feel bad. Yeah. So what I did was. You're a nice guy. Look at yeah. you, Jason Cash. So you see, you catch me being a nice guy, but she didn't. So well, Because she was drunk. What happens is <laughs> I get in her car. Like, cause and she's we're, we're driving? Go, yeah, because she said she's hungry. So I'm like, okay, well, let's go get something to eat, right? That's so your like, first mistake. You're going to let somebody who you just let stumble drive you to somewhere? No, 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 no. We didn't get in a car together. Oh, I thought you so said we you walked were out. in her car. No, I end up in her car because we walk outside and I see her car parked and it's parked like in the middle of the street. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, so I get in her car and I drive her home. Like my plan was, I'm going to drive her home. I'm going to call her Uber for myself. So she falls asleep in the car. So we get to her house. She wakes up. I'm like, I'm waking her up. Like, yo, like we at your house. I'm calling her Uber or whatever. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Take me to, like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I go through the drive-thru. Like, I, I go to Jack in the Box. She wants tacos from Jack in the Box. I take her to Jack in the Box. Tacos. Mind you, we in the hood. So as we're in the drive-thru, we sit in the car, and she's in, from the back seat yelling, hurry the fuck up. Hurry the fuck up. Oh, it's like, a Jack oh, in the Box. Yeah, so she tripping. So we get to the front, order the tacos or whatever. She asking for marinara sauce <laughs> and shit like that. She's telling me to ask him. I'm like, yo. You're like, I'm not about to ask these right. people for marinara sauce. So look, we pulling off from the drive-thru, right? Do they even have that at Jack in the Box? So we pull off from there, right? She oh reaches ass. in the bag and sees the tacos and go. She looks at me. I'll never forget this shit. <laughs> she looked me in my face and says, tacos with no buttermilk? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, just the, the nerve. Like, I'm like, I couldn't believe this shit. So I, I drive her back to her house. She falls asleep. Like, this is like five minutes. The Jack and the Box is like five minutes away from her house. Drive her back to the house. She falls asleep. I call me an Uber. And um, I call her Uber. She's like sleeping in the car. I give her the keys. I'm like, I'm trying to wake her up. Like, yo, you got to go in the house. But at the same time, I'm not about to just sit parked up. In the hood with you, like well, honey, I'm, I'm you're to, a sitting duck at yeah, that I'm about point. To bounce. Yeah, you got shot at one time. You're right. nervous. So I tell her, uh, you know, I try to wake her up. She don't get up. I'm like, shit. Well, she, she in front of her house. She's you know, good. <laughs> so I hop out the car. I, I get in the Uber, and I'm telling the Uber driver what just happened. Damn, like, you a good dude. Like, his, that's crazy. Uh, his ass went back there and was like, hey, nah. bitch, what's up? <laughs> now, what happens is she, uh, she, uh, Wakes up and sees that I left her. She go, what the fuck? You drove me home, you bitch ass motherfucker. I'm like, yo, I was trying to make sure you straight. I'll take you to get food all type of shit. But yeah, that was my craziest. That's crazy. So I'm sure you've never seen her again because she felt uh, insulted that you didn't yeah. like fuck her when she was wasted out of her mind. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her again. After but that. my thing is this, okay, as a woman, and I've been a drunk woman, Obviously, I've done this thing, whatever. But what I value about men and these situations, because ultimately at the first target, they're like, oh, y'all are dogs. Oh, yeah, whatever. You're going to fuck whatever. But it takes a really strong individual and a man. So respect to you that you're like, hey, I know the situation. You don't want her staying at your place. You want her, so you want to make sure that she's good. So you take her home. You even went further in is when she said she was hungry, got her food, did it, whatever. That should have been like, hey, the next phone call, the next movie, like, hey, thanks, you got me, I'm good. To me, that means that you're a respectable man, that you know if something were to happen, you got me. Right. But unfortunately, 
when you mean a thought box and you doing whatever, <laughs> you don't you don't really correlate. You're just like you didn't fuck me, you didn't do yeah. this, you didn't make me and sure, I, you like, didn't you didn't carry girl. me into my bed, you yeah. didn't do whatever. And to me, at that point, it's like you asked him for too much. Yeah, and I knew her so because I've had friends like yeah. and and I will love them till the day I die for certain things that that they've done for me that I was like, you know what. And not even that I thought bad of them, but I didn't think that they would do as much in those situations. That I was like, you're a real G. You put up with me being drunk, telling you whatever, da-da-da-da. Like, I got you for life. <laughs> so, pops to you. All right. Appreciate it. Last one is the diamond, which is spicy. Okay. We're all spicy. We're getting to know you a little bit more. You uh -huh. got your charge fan. You yeah. can't be too spicy. You know, you cooling it off. Yeah. Top five porn stars. Who are they? Don't act like you don't watch porn. I want the truth! Top five. When I was younger. Oh, okay. When we were younger. <laughs> we're going here. Huh? No order? No order. No, no, like, number order. Just, like, when they come at the top of your head. You remember, five is a lot. If you can give me three, I'll be happy with that. Pinky. Look, your smile getting bigger. Lee. Like, hey, we're living those watching days. Damn. Damn. Lacey Duvall. Hot. <laughs> Who's the My manager, he giving this nod of approval. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she's a bad one. Damn. Who's the other? Like, I mean, I said five, but I said I would accept three. So I'll at least give me one more. You know that you be jerking off. Don't lie. Everybody does it. Private Talk knows that we all jerk off. That's why we're here at one point, not because you've done it to me, but possibly. But the fact that, you know, it's an open invitation to talking about what adults do. So I said Pinky. Lacey Duvall. Um, What's your, par your porn search hub? Like, wait, your porn search history. I would probably say third. Do I get to ask your manager? <laughs> he probably got his own. Okay. He's looking right now. He's like, hmm. <laughs> Damn, I'm trying to think of a third. Maybe uh, Melrose Fox. Okay. I don't know if I know that one. Oh, no. You know what? I was, what's her you name? don't like Cherokee? You don't like. These are honorable men. I, mean, I, say, I fuck Cherokee, name? and Cherokee definitely is not only an honorable mention. She's she's the top. Nah, for sure. So. She's like, I mean, you know, I'm in my. I seen I'm in my men. 20s. That's a that's a. That's I like seen a men do some funny things in front of her. The fact that like it was actually being around her was like, oh, I get it. I get why men fall all over ass because yeah. her ass. I was doing the same thing, but I could see like what people did for. Yeah. Do you know? I think her name is like Skin Diamond or something. Mm, she was a guest on our show. Oh, really? I like her. Sexy. Sexy. All right. So, Celebrity Hall Pass. If your girlfriend and Drea. you were to be like, Drea. hey, what is it? Drea. Drea? Like from Basketball Wives? Drea Michelle. Oh, yeah. She's a hot one. Honestly, she. I've never met her. I've only corresponded through like Instagram, but I definitely am a fan of her myself. 
I've thrown myself out there. I've never got any response. <laughs> but I threw myself out there appropriately, not like crazy. But she's definitely a bad one. I just like, for me, about like why when those things come into it, it's like the, the trifecta. It's not just because you're hot. It's because you have like intelligence and like you have substance behind you. And she's trifecta. Least sexy part of a woman. You're just like, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, what's the most sexiest thing of a woman that you gravitate to first? It could be anything from her personality to her ass fat, her titty. You said you're both ass and tits. So is it like what made your woman be the one who take you off the market that you're like, oh, she a baddie all around? I mean, what I... I gravitate towards like, uh, I guess you would say smiles, like facial expressions. But is um, that really truthful? That's facts. Is it because she was, she's looking from behind, she's giving you a smile, and it's like yeah, I'm talking key. about it like in general, like that's the thing. So that like if me. that's what catches you your attention, so you're gonna talk to a female. Yeah, like if you like face to face having a conversation, like little shit, because that should stick. Like the way like nah, I'm not about to give up. I want the truth. Why not? We're already here. You can't just yeah, you can't just put your one toe in yeah, it and like, then I mean, come like, out you know, of like it. when you having those like like you having conversations or whatever, she might laugh, like raise her eyebrows a certain way, like a little smirk that she does, like that's that'd be the shit that gets you. So you like in tune in tune. Because yeah. most men aren't aware. I and, pay attention. And that's what I think is great. And then what I feel like makes you a well rounded human is because you don't just like do the little shit that don't mean shit. It's the little things that mean something to you. So right. kudos to you. I hope that your relationship is wonderful and you get all the things that you need out of it. She seems like a down ass bitch for to put up with a man like you. Nothing disrespectful, <laughs> but it's a you know, any woman to put up with anything in an industry like that you know that you are and do that is amazing. Appreciate you. So you pass the truth with Texas <laughs> test. Do you feel like the you know you feel good about it? You feel like you want to tell us anything more about it? Nah, Is there I'm something good. that you want to ask me since I put you under pressure? I yeah. got you a fan in your hand. I got so, you all these things. So, so what's the biggest difference between like work and like personal life type shit? As far as what, sexual or yeah. what? Um, I think the biggest thing. Uh, oh wait, my, wait! Before you answer that, okay. like, does it make it weird? Like, okay, so say you, what are you dating somebody right now? I'm not dating anybody. I'm single. Okay, so say you say you meet somebody, right? And they have like an expectation because of, you know, I mean what you do. Like does it make that part awkward because they have like a So well, I will say this. So because of what I've done in the past, so I haven't okay, for to let you know, we've been putting this all about your whole it's been your podcast yes. interview. But it, one of those things it's like um so my background, obviously within the adult entertainment industry for a very long time, um, within the last three or four years, I haven't shot any scenes, whatever. Yeah. I've only done solo things with my OnlyFans and um, more business endeavors within the last couple of years. So it's like I'm me um, rebuilding my brand into a different network and doing the media stuff with the podcast and right. things like that. So with all of that being said, it's still not easy to date because right, of right. who I am and what I've done 
quote unquote. Um, I'm not ashamed of what I've done. I'm not ashamed of where I've been, whatever. I feel like, you know, it's only um, accelerated the human being that I am meant to be and exist in this life. Um, I feel like it's given me different avenues, but it's definitely difficult to date. Um, but with that being said, it's, um, yeah, that's why I'm single. But the same thing was like when it, when it differentiates from what it means to being on set and what I need in my personal life, on set is like, it's a show. Um, we're there, I, always, I, I compare it to being a sexual athlete. So I'm there to give the consumer what they want. And I enjoy what I do. I definitely, 80% of the time, I was truly definitely coming and doing all those things in, in real time. Um, but it's also, too, you have a cameraman, you have this, whatever. They're telling you to open up. They're telling you to do what position to do, how long to do it, this, this, whatever. So when you have that kind of, I wouldn't say pressure, but um, voice over you, you're thinking about it mechanically. Whereas in the bedroom, it's my time. So I'm enjoying, not that I don't enjoy it on set, but it's a different enjoyment. At home, the enjoyment lies in, I do whatever the fuck I want to do. I I'm, I'm, I'm doing me, you know what I mean? And I'm doing it organically from your feelings, your touch, your this, your that, you know what I mean? And, and then kind of going in from there. Um, so therefore for me, because it's not so opened up for a camera and more closed off to me being intimate is what gets me off more. Got you. Um, so it's like, nobody's dictating my vagina and my vagina likes to explore and she doesn't <laughs> like to be told what to do. I don't think I like to be told what to do, but it's one of those things that is just like when you have your own, like, like a free for all in a sense, it's like, nobody's, it's like no cameras telling me this. I don't have to worry about an angle or what I look good or what are this or whatever. So again, like I said, it wasn't that it was not enjoyable prior to in work life. It was just a different experience. Got you. So I like the more closed off. I still like doggy. I still like all these other things too. It's like, for me, it's like, it's, it's up in the air. If you're going to put it down and you're going to lay it down. Cool. If you need to put me, if you need to be in charge, I got that too. It's all a fun time, but definitely um, when you're not being told what to do, I feel like because I've been in that situation or that scenario as far as being work-wise, um, it's a different orgasm. So, that's my next question. So, you know how you said like 80% of the time, like you actually enjoyed it or something like that, right? How many times have you shot with somebody and then they tried to hit you up like on some personal shit like outside of that? Does that happen a lot? A lot. Um, I will say because of my... My journey through the business, I was married prior to and I was with somebody in the business and people respected him. So I never got like the cliche hit up as much as some of my other friends that I have spoke with and like been friendly with have been before because they respected him. Um, but it's still in the same time, like I've been divorced for over five plus years. So for me, it's um, they still have throw it in there if they can. But um, for me, I always say this. If you don't ask, it can't hurt you. You know what I mean? The worst I can say is no. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> because that's just who I am. But, um, yeah, it definitely happens. It's one of those things, like, back in the day, it would be performers be like, hey, I want to shoot content with you. I'm like, just tell me you want to fuck me. Right. Keep I mean, on, honey. let's just be honest. Who's really filming anything? But nowadays, because of OnlyFans and all these other things, is people really do do that. And they do, like, you know, even if they're, it's like, 
one off like hookups, or whatever. Both of them can still sell and make money right, and doing right. whatever. For me, I'm just a little bit more private about my personal time is because I don't shoot in the industry anymore. And I've been so open about everything prior to that, that it's like, I fuck who I fuck and I do what I want. And that's just what it is. I mean, I I don't have a problem talking about it by any means because I'm an open book. Um, It's just if somebody asks me the right questions, then you'll get the right answers. Got you. And here we are, Private Talk. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed your time, Jason. I hope that you've had... um, a great time that you don't feel like that you're going to take anything back because here it's private talk, but your fans wanted to know a little bit more about you that people have probably not asked you. So I'm glad that I was been the advocate here to be served, to give them what they want. Not for sure. So can we please know your social media where we can get any of your music on yeah. your platform? Let us know. Um, on all, all uh, social medias, you know, cash, U-K-N-O-W-C-A-S-H. The music is available on all, uh, all DSPs. Jason Cash, J-A-Y-S-O-N, Cash. Tap in. You heard it, Private Talk. Make sure that you support him. You go and follow him and get all the things that you need from Mr. Cash because I know I will. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.